We are smack dab in the middle of what they call the holiday season. And if we're honest, we've actually been in the holiday season for a while because it kind of kicks off with Halloween, goes through Thanksgiving, and then it just slides really fast down into Christmas and New Year's. And if you're like me, we are busy, busy with all the extra stuff that the holidays call our attention to. And whenever the holiday season arrives, one thing is likely very certain. We are going to go into someone else's home, and we are likely going to have people into our home, and probably both. And if you're like me, my house is never cleaner than when company is coming over. Right? Whenever we are preparing to host people, to bring people into our homes, into our sort of intimate space, we make sure that things are just right. I remember those kinds of preparations when I was a kid, watching my mother pull out the Christmas china and polish every little bit of silver just to make sure everything sparkled whenever company came over. When we expect someone special, when we prepare in those special ways, which might even include things like getting all those household fix-it jobs done that we've been putting off, whenever we do those special preparation moments, we know that someone special is coming. Preparation is socially acceptable. It's what we expect. And I think preparation is something that would be important to our spiritual lives, too. Now, today is the second Sunday of Advent. Advent is the season of preparation. And of all the stories that we hear in Advent, the one that we just heard from the Gospel of Luke is perhaps most apropos to the idea of preparation. Now, a gospel lesson is really in two parts. The first part is historical place. And the second part points directly at John the Baptist. So let's begin with historical place. Now listen again to the first sentence of the gospel lesson that we just heard. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias was ruler of Abilene, not in Texas, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas. That is just the first sentence of the gospel lesson, and no fewer than seven historical and political leaders have been named. And why? Simply, Luke wants to make sure that when we hear the story we are about to hear, we know that the story is true. Now, we like to talk a lot about Jesus, about what Jesus taught, the stories Jesus tells, the miracles he performed, the way in which he spoke. But how often do we actually talk about the historic, the real, the true person of Jesus. It's easy for us to make this story out to be something almost fantastic. But Luke wants to bring our attention real strongly to the fact that this is historically true. And the historic nature of this story has always fascinated me. In the great scheme of salvation history, which is the story of the Bible, the story that we have been learning from front to back this school year, there are periods of great activity and periods of great silence. God made a promise a long time ago to a man named Abraham that his descendants would number the stars and they would receive the greatest gift, the fulfillment of God's promise. 
And then we know after lots of twists and turns, there's a lot of activity after Abraham's promise. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, lots of things happen and lots of people move around until the Israelites end up in Egypt. And when they end up in Egypt, there is a period of hundreds of years of silence. A period of silence that is so long that people may have thought God forgot about them. Until one day, fire was kindled in the heart of one man who was nobody out in the middle of nowhere, but who was willing to listen to God and to trust God's word. And we know that man was Moses and Moses went back into Egypt and he freed the Israelite people and they came out of Egypt and once again was a great period of activity where Israel was raised up They rose, they fall, they rose again, until finally there was another great period of silence. For hundreds of years again, God was seemingly quiet. That is until a voice cried out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low, every crooked Uh, path shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth and all flesh, all flesh will see the salvation of God. For Luke, the important message of today's gospel lesson is that God is back and God is back in a big way. Now all of this points to John himself. John is important, but John is a simple man. John is no emperor, no king, not even a priest. John was a nobody out in the middle of nowhere that God spoke to. He was willing to trust the word of God. And John was willing to call all of us to trust God's word too. Now Luke has intentionally set up this incredible dichotomy between the seven most powerful people in the world, representing the most powerful empire in the world, and John this nobody out in the wilderness, how is it that John could think that he could face the most powerful empire in the world? Simply because John was filled with the word of God. Now, John is not speaking earthly promises. John is not heralding his own strength or skill or ability. John is preparing to face power of this world with nothing but the word of God. And yet John knows that's all he needs. When we look around our world today, when we see all the things going on around us, things that make us nervous and anxious and fearful, it's easy for us to see all the work that needs to be done and think that we're just too small. The task is just too big. And we may throw our hands up and say, what is it that I can do? Except here today, we are reminded of something significant, something miraculous, something hopeful, something very, very true. God is near. God is here. God is truly here with us, beside us, inside us, lifting us up whenever we need the extra help. Our lives are never easy. We all know what it's like to go through rough patches. 
when the valleys get low and even lower, it would be easy for us to give up and to give in. Except that this kind of gospel lesson reminds us that God is with us, God is truly present in us. And no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, no matter how small, how old, how able, God is with each and every one of his followers every step of the way. No matter how insignificant we may feel, no matter how big the problem may be, no matter what life throws at us, we are not alone. The real gift of Advent is the opportunity for us to prepare ourselves, to prepare our hearts and minds, to claim and proclaim the truth of the word of God in us fearlessly. Because when God's word is inside of us, anything is possible. Amen.